Hi, I'm Gary David. And I'm Adam Gamboyle. Welcome to Experience by Design, the podcast where we explore experience designs of all kinds. I'm old enough to remember, and every year that gets a little bit older, how our work lives were defined by our relationship with the brands we worked for. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and it was not out of the ordinary for a person to think of themselves as a Ford person or a GM person or some other major company. And we can say the same thing for those who worked for other companies like Mary Kay or Tupperware. Whatever the company, people built an association with the brand that they worked for. And as a result, they gained a sense of self that was enriched by that association. It was something to brag about. It was something to take pride in. That association that often could be for life. Things have changed quite a bit today. Today, people are feeling the pressure to become their own brands. We seek not just to influence those people with whom we come into direct contact in our everyday lives, but we seek to influence everyone, everywhere, all at once. It seems that being an influencer is really exhausting, or at least it seems to be really exhausting when I look at those who are fully engaged in trying to be an influencer on places like social media. Constantly putting content on various social media channels, responding and replying to other people's posts, creating and curating a digital experience for them that communicates who you are to your audience, or better put, how you want to be seen by them. And I should add here that one of the particular ironies in all of this is the struggle of appearing authentic when we are portraying ourselves, which in reality should be the easiest thing to do is portray who we are. But often that gets more challenging when we do it as a brand and not a person. That is true. Or even if we talk about our personal brand, right? Like different platforms may emphasize other or different parts of ourselves. And I also agree with you that posting a lot is a, is its own full-time job and can be exhausting. And so that's why I'm actually excited today to have joining us in the Experience by Design studio, Vladimir Botsvadze. And Vladimir is a digital marketing and social media content machine. He's a human. And in the age he's of AI, a, we're not sure, right? We, I don't know. He, he kind of does a lot of work. He does seem machine-like. He does. He has, he has maybe some superpowers. Uh, but he's a, a global digital marketing expert, and he's worked with top brands and executives worldwide, guiding them to better business growth, you know, better positioning and putting their brands and in new areas to become uh, more in, in well-known market leaders. He's also a mentor to startups and has been a judge at the Webby Awards, which sounds pretty fun. So Vladimir brings a wealth of knowledge on creating business opportunities and running businesses, and also key in this case, leveraging social media channels to build one's brand. What's interesting, especially for us as experienced designers, is that he's also really passionate about communication. And he believes that this is the backbone of success, especially for building one's brand. So as we talk about in the episode, he put in a... A, a, a very strong amount for years, 16 hour days that were dedicating to build his craft and a strong online presence among across many social media platforms. So with this in mind, we're going to dive into what are the characteristics that he finds of good content and how do we create community around the kind of content that we put out? And he's also going to walk us through his marketing strategies and mindset for creating with things like curiosity and persistence, but also in ways that capture attention and make a lasting impact. So there's a ton of great conversational nuggets and ideas and insights captured in this episode. So we hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's dive into the art of experience by design with our guest, Victor Basvadze. 
think the first question I had, or the first thing I was wondering was when you tell people that you're from Georgia, do you have to specify not the state, but the country all the time? Because I think for most Americans, when they hear Georgia, they're thinking about like Atlanta. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So Georgia is not uh, still not very well known throughout the world because so many people think it is a it is a state, not a country, but it exists in uh, in Eastern Europe. It's one of the oldest countries, the oldest wine producing countries. And uh, I'm very proud of where I come, that uh, whoever I, I am in 2023, it was because of Georgia. I was born, I raised, then I moved to the United States, then UK. But uh, I, st- I, uh, I, Georgia made me who I am today. You know, my I, I'm proud of my, my language, my mother tongue, my religion, my friends, my family, ancestry, background. You know, it's, it's a fantastic country. When you came over to the United States, you mentioned before that you came over when you were 18. Was it with your family or was it with by yourself for school? No, no, Gary, I was uh, part of summer exchange program. Okay. It was summer mm. uh, work and travel program in the United States. And I got my uh, social security card, work permit from the state department. Then I had a, a week training in Washington, D.C. area. Then I was sent with my colleague to... Menezes, which is like a 30 minutes drive from DC. Right. I worked there for two months. And afterwards, I moved to New York City, where I lived for almost two months, you know. So this period truly paved my way for growth. You know, I made lifelong friends, great friends throughout New York City. New York City. And, uh, you know, I just uh, started building a, a great foundation that uh, truly uh, allowed me to move up in the world, you know. And did that did that facilitate, I'm curious to think about like your your pathway as you were working in that space how did you yes. move from that into kind of the the startup advisory area like i mean obviously well, you're working on a uh, great programs well, adam you know, know it is a very interesting question you know i mean uh you know that social media has created so many uh renowned influencers entrepreneurs thought leaders you know and you know hmm. I, it was it was never my aim to become a, a startup advisor or of like a marketing thought leader or like a social media influencer, because I believe that I'm a business operator. I build my business, but, but I was very passionate about, uh, I love people. First of all, I love people, you know? <laughs> so uh, I care about my audience and uh, communication uh, was, has been the backbone of my growth, you know? So as I can see that I was working 16 hours a day on building my, building my Twitter community from 2014 to 2022. So this put me on the global map, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I opened so many doors at accelerators, because bureaus. Uh, I was interviewed for the first time. I won my first award in 2015 when Onalytica recognized me number 65 global B2B marketing influencer because I was tweeting like uh, 60 times a day on Twitter, you know? So, <laughs> wow. so, 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 I mean, uh, as as they say, big uh, uh, big ox uh, uh, grow from from smaller corns, and uh, big things have small beginnings. You know. So then, mm. in 2017, I won an, another award. In 2018, digital transformation thought leader among top 100 list, and then 2019, number one in the world. And in 2022, I started joining speakers bureaus, and uh, I ju- started ju- uh, judging awards. Then uh, speakers bureaus uh, started uh, speaking at global events, and so it has had a ripple effect on my. Uh, journey, you know. Mm. I was just yeah, having. Go ahead, Adam. I was going to say. I think that that's fascinating, uh, and I, I'm curious, just as if folks are thinking about, uh, you know, because social media is such an important arena for building, you know, brand and reputation and, and community yes. of audience. Um, 
You know, if if I just if you have like one or two pieces of advice, if folks are thinking about getting started in that space, like how do they? Because obviously, sixteen hours a day sounds kind of scary, um, and yes. for eight years, right? But so, how, how did you uh, how did you kind of find your pathway in, in um, figuring out what was worth doing when you're building your audience? Well, it is very important to build your uh, personal brand. You know, it is the only thing that we are going here finally. You know, of course, we are doing nine to five role. We are committed to our employers' uh, the goals, uh, objectives, but. But I think uh, eventually everyone ends up building their agencies, uh, building their personal brands, you know. And uh, what I have witnessed is just out, uh, it's just outstanding that, I mean, uh, people build multi-billion dollar businesses through social media channels, you know. Mm. I mean, mm. it costs zero dollars to, to tweet. It costs zero dollars to upload your videos to YouTube. It costs zero dollars to, to create content and publish your content, you know, whereas... It used to cost a fortune to reach global audiences. Set years ago, you used to pay uh, like millions of dollars to traditional media to reach global audiences, you know? So mm. social media opened the floodgates to business owners to help them build their businesses faster, you know? It opened the floodgates, you know? So uh, what was uh, what was limited set years ago, it, no, it's no longer limited. So sky is mm. a limit. People create content. Uh, people uh, truly... Uh, positions themselves as media company in order to build build great uh, to build brand awareness you know awareness mm. is everything today's brand building takes time you know because i was working without earning a- any money for for two three years because i was mm. very patient i was thinking in the long term i was very close to my audience you know so of course it is impossible to make money when you have seven eight thousand followers because you need to uh, build a great personal brand, you know. So, uh, but when I reached uh, like uh, forty thousand followers, fifty thousand followers, you know, uh, twenty five, uh, uh, twenty five thousand followers on LinkedIn, then, then uh, you know, uh, people started beating a pass to my door mm. and picking mm. my brain, you know. So I'm very honored that you know I uploaded some videos. Uh, on my iPhone, uploaded to YouTube, and uh, uh, speakers bureaus open the doors, and my one-hour keynote speech is estimated in the ballpark of thirty and fifty thousand dollars. And I'm working with so many speakers bureaus, like Las Vegas Speakers Bureau, MSP Talent, all American speakers, you know, in Australia, uh, in uh, Finland, UK, Netherlands. You know, very honored that at no cost, at no cost, I built my personal brand, mm. and uh, I have, I have a. Uh, Fast track, fast track my success for the best possible results, and I literally uh, the world discovered me. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool, very cool. One of the things that you know, I was just talking in a meeting yesterday at my school about trying to create more of an entrepreneurial culture, and it's interesting because mostly everybody, if not everyone, who goes to my school wants to major in business and do some form of business, but it doesn't mean they're all entrepreneurial. And yes. the risk taking, and I think about you coming over from Georgia, you know, big risk, right? Leaving a country where you have established roots and relationships coming over to the United States, going to New York city and the risk that it takes to put yourself out there on social media. Right. I mean, for me thinking about it, God, the, the imposter syndrome that if I, if I don't, the, the confidence it takes or the dedication it takes to continuously put yourself out there, especially at the beginning when you're getting no traction. And not to be mm. discouraged, you know? I mean, so like, I just think about, are there certain kinds of people, certain kinds of cultures? I mean, the immigrant experience itself is risk-taking, right? You have to be a risk-taking person to leave one place and go to another place. 
How do you think of when you're encouraging people and talking to them, do you have to coach them to take risks and to kind of get over this imposter syndrome of don't be discouraged at the beginning when the world isn't automatically being a path to your door? We need to be enterprising, greater, you know, enterprising. Yeah. We need to take risks. You know, I mean, if we, if we never leave our comfort zone, nothing great will happen. You know, I mean, we need to be in growth mode, learning mode, you know? So uh, Twitter is like a, uh, Twitter is a very human centric social media platform, you know, where conversation happens. You can jump into any conversations. I mean, I noticed a multi-billionaire entrepreneur started following me on Twitter. I mean, millionaire right. and billionaire because I was creating great content, you know? Mm. So, so when you build trust and when you are transparent and communication is a backbone of your strategy and your growth, then uh, people trust you, people follow you and they invite you on their journey, you know? So I was very honored that uh, I was followed by amazing people. I was inspired by Wal Afshar, you know, who is amazing, amazing, amazing thought leader, you know, who is a, uh, who works for uh, Salesforce. And I mean, Wala Afshar's contribution to this world is excellent, you know, to what extent he inspires the world to be kinder, uh, to be more empathetic, you know. I, I love people like Wala Afshar, you know, because he, he brings the, the whole world together because he retweeted me for a few times. He mm. shared my posts, my tweets, and I'm very grateful that Wala notices great people on Twitter to retweet, to share their posts, uh, to to mention, to mention, to tag them in in his tweets. You know, so I believe in kindness, Gary. You know, Adam, mm-hmm. I believe in kindness, mm. and uh, I believe that there are so many. Um, like-minded people on Twitter who support your journey and who inspire you to move up in the world, gain ground and go places, you know? So, so I also believe in giving back and uh, one good turn deserves another. And I also help many other people on Twitter, you know, because I was retweeting them. I was supporting them because so many people supporting me. So, so uh, if they scratch my back, I, I will also, also scratch theirs, you know? So I believe that uh, we are in this journey together and we can, uh, together, we can achieve so much, you know? And uh, mm. one thing, one thing I want to ask you about, and I don't want to jump over too quickly, yes. is you said that you were making great content. Like, what are the characteristics yes. of great content? Mm. What makes content great? Well, first of all, first of all, so many people are transactional on uh, um Twitter and on LinkedIn, and when they connect with you, they send you sales pitches. And I believe that people are tired of sales pitches. Yeah, you know? totally. We need to provide value. We need to position ourselves as media. We need to publish information that is in the in our followers' best interest. You know, and uh, when we publish content that is in our best interest, then uh, we we rarely manage to build a personal brand or build our communities. You know, and it's not about building a, a following. It's it is about building a community. You know, so uh, mm. if we if we see how powerful community Harley Davidson has, it is amazing, right? Because right. they ride together, uh, they attend festivals together. Uh, Harley Davidson is bringing uh, uh, riders uh, together, you know, for different activities, you know. Uh, and uh, so whether we build a huge company or w- whether we build a personal brand, it is very important to be close to our audience, to care, to care our audience, you know, to to show support and uh, to be transparent, you know, so to show our passion, because I believe that uh, passion is what sets me apart. And without passion, I would, I would not have been able to build my personal brand and to build, to build such a huge fo- communities across 
oh, 10, 50 social media channels, you know? Yeah, you seem a little passionate. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the passion, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if uh, if this is passionate, Vladimir, or if you're having, I would, if this is a down day, I hate to see an up day because you're very passionate about your message, which is definitely infectious. Yes. Do you, do you, I guess one thing I'm interested in this space too is how we might think about the connection between building our personal brand through social media and then also like working with many of us work as consultants also for, for other brands, organizations, businesses. And so how, how do we think about the, the relationship between those two in terms of uh, obviously, I think on one level, it helps to build your own brand on, on different channels, right? But then also, if you're helping, uh, you know, Mars Wrigley or McDonald's or something like that, also, or an organization kind of help. Uh, drive growth so, in the organization. Like, what's, Adam, what's it is a great, yes, Adam, it is a great question. Thank you. You know, when it comes to personal branding, it is now or never for every professional to build their personal brands, you know. Uh, but some people think that it is impossible to for everyone to build a personal brand because uh, they are not friendly. I mean, uh, you need to be very, you need to love people, you know. If, if, you, if you are opposite, and if you don't love people, you should never build a personal brand, you know? Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so, so we love, we admire Elon Musk, who is a face of Tesla, right? Because, uh, te- first of all, Tesla does not have an advertising department. Whereas mm. Mercedes Benz and other automotive car brands spend, uh, like uh, more than $900 per car on advertising. Tesla does yeah. not depends, that does not depend on, uh, uh advertising. Tesla depends on the personal brand of Elon Musk, you know? Mm, so yeah. uh, Elon Musk in, is in people's heads nowadays, in people's heads. You know, it, uh, people, Elon uh, has won our hearts and minds through his content creation, through uh, his uh, uh, risks, through his entrepreneurial spirit, you know? Because who, uh, do you remember anybody from Mercedes-Benz, BMW, uh, mm-hmm. Rolls-Royce, Ford, Ford Motor Company? You you can't name anybody who you like, right, or you love or admire from top uh, car brands, automotive brands, because they 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 don't share their expertise outside their company. They don't tweet. They are not active, right? So people don't mm. notice them. They are probably they are invisible because they don't have personal brands, you know. So, uh, but uh, conversely, uh, Elon Musk is very visible. Uh, he. Uh, he's uh, in, uh, it's a forefront of innovation and growth and marketing because he tweets and uh, he's very entrepreneurial by nature. That's why he uh, has taken this business well by storm because of his uh, entrepreneurial spirit. You know. Well, it's a, mm-hmm. that's an that's a really you know, it's an interesting discussion about Elon Musk right now. Given Twitter is moving to X and the fact that I've been reading things about Tesla recently that Tesla owners. The brand has gone down because Elon Musk has become so visible in ways that people don't necessarily approve of. I mean, so there's a risk about, you know, we talk about Ford, Ford Motor Company, whether it's Henry Ford or Edsel Ford or William Clay Ford or whomever. You, th- you think about the risk of putting everything into one personal brand because if that person um, represents the company and that person be- starts to be viewed unfavorably, then it can take the brand with them as well. So, uh, 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 Gary, you know, I believe that uh, uh, a strong personal brand can save us from everything, you know? I mean, if we are uh, our consumer's favorite, then uh, we can build our personal brand. We can uh, build our companies. We can become a keynote speaker. We can uh, achieve our business goals because we are known. We are uh, renowned in our fields because we create, we take risks. We are at the forefront of marketing innovation, you know? 
So we, we need to be visible. We need to create content. It, it has never been a better time to be a businessman and, and to build your brand, brand whether a personal right. brand or corporate brand, you know? So, so where, whereas uh, such opportunity did not exist set years ago, it was totally uh, impossible, you know? So I, I think that everyone should strike while the iron is hot and make hay while the sun shines to build their personal brand, to create more content. I, I started my whole journey with a single tweet, with a single video, with a single video. And uh, so so then uh, it has a, it has had a ripple effect and uh, I was going from strength to strength, you know? So so I can speak on this uh, practical marketing uh, brand building strategies because right. I have been there and done that. And I was very passionate about building communities because I was in 19 uh, in New York City and nobody knew me. And in 2006, uh, even uh, in September, uh, I mean, I nobody was using Twitter and all these social media channels. Mm. And we used, we used to put emphasis on physical activities, you know, so... Right. So uh, I, I'm I'm very uh, grateful that internet internet has democratized opportunities, and it does mm-hmm. not matter where you come from, what is your background, what is your alma mater. Uh, if you put in the work, the world discovered you, and the market is a decision maker. The market decides what is good and bad. You know, if you create great content, then market decides that you are good and you are at the forefront of growth. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, and I, I'm. Uh, you know, as we as we kind of, I'd love to dig into some more of the, the kind of practical yes. marketing strategies that you've used over the years too. And the uh, like, Twitter seems to be a major a major platform that's worked well. Do you do you find has there you know strengths and advantages in in that versus a TikTok or a Snapchat or Instagram? Like, how is there, is there are there ways to think about certain platforms if you want to if you're a photographer, for example, Instagram might make more sense, or, or does it matter? Like, is, is Twitter fine too? Like, is there a way to think about what channels would be the best to to employ? Uh, uh, Adam, you know, I believe in putting X into different baskets. You know, I, I mm. have never depended on, on Twitter, you know, I mean, because at the same time I was building my Instagram, LinkedIn, mm. uh, WordPress, Tumblr, Medium, you know, I mean, Snapchat, you know, when you visit my homepage on my website at vladimirbotswati.com, at mm. the top, there is a, like a little, like a Snapchat uh, uh, to connect with me, you know? So, mm-hmm. So I promote, you know, my social media channels actively through social, through website, you know, people to connect with me, you know, so I have built huge communities, huge communities on Snapchat, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, you know, so my Twitter growth has driven also my uh, LinkedIn growth because I mm. have so many people uh, start started endorsing me recommending me recommending me because i was active on twitter you know mm-hmm. so then people started following me on instagram because i was very active on uh, uh twitter you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the to twitter has a d- domino effect you know because if you people if people notice that you are very active and you are active key opinion leader then uh, they follow you on other social media channels but if you don't tweet right People never follow you on across other social media channels. But if you are only if you only put all your eggs into LinkedIn, then uh, literally you are invisible. You know because mm. uh, you need to be active ag- across other social media channels. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, people are still so majority of people use uh, these social media channels for personal purposes, not for professional purposes. You know, mm. so I I started using Instagram. Uh, I mean, a uh, Facebook page. Um, uh, and others for professional purposes. I was blogging. I was sharing my thoughts. You know, uh, so I established myself as a leading marketing thought leader, and uh, I won awards. I judged awards. Uh, I I started speaking at global events. So Twitter, without Twitter, 
nothing would have happened, you know? So mm. Twitter is, uh, I believe that Twitter is the apple of my eye because uh, uh, it uh, it has put me on the global map, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. With, with all the different competition now, now we've been saying yes. Twitter, although now, of course, it's called X. Um, so I don't know if you have yes. to go back and change all of our web pages to have a big X on our web page. Yes. Now we have threads. Now there's, you know, Mastodon. Now there's posts. Now there's this other platforms. Yes. Everyone have been talking about where are people going? Twitter still or X is still dominant, but people are moving into other spaces. What are your thoughts on, you know, being active across all? available spaces like post Macedon threads, whatever up blue sky versus still staying um, with something like Twitter um, yeah. and riding it out until in, unless something new and bigger emerges. Of course, Gary, you know, we need to be active everywhere. I think, you know, because, because it is a very competitive market. So if you want to stand out, if you want to be heard, if you want to be noticed, and if you want to be discovered, right, you have to be noticeable across all social media channels. It is a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, commitment. But I mean, if you are a public speaker, if you are a key opinion leader, if you are a pro pro prolific blogger, then I mean, no excuses. You need to be active, you know, and to be at the forefront of marketing and innovation and growth, you know. So, so because I mean, I was working 17 hours a day and, and I'm about to start finding some level of work-life balance because I just turned 36 a month ago. <laughs> it, has been a lot, it has been a lot of hard work. Yeah. And I have put my heart and soul into uh, like building my speaking portfolio, like bios, keynotes, awards, testimonials. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, because you need to have a competitive right. portfolio to, uh, to, to convince speakers, bureaus, directors to to allow you to join the rosters you know so it is not a walk in the park you know it is a lot of hard work that i have started speaking at global events i have been a guest on podcasts i have been in magazines you know for example uh gary's this magazine uh featured me Exelion magazine you know recognized me as a transformative leader of the year you know so i try to i mean i to share my thoughts when it comes to magazines when it comes to like a platforms you know american marketing association for example interviewed me last year in boston you know so i think every little bit helps when it comes to building a personal brand so uh, so all in all all in all you are a product of your choice you need to uh, be very curious. You need to think in the long term and reinvest every penny into your growth. You know, I'm sure that great thing, uh, great res results will come because because you love what you do, uh, you care about your audience, you publish great content, and and uh, and uh, the world uh, truly puts your expertise on the pedestal because of your passion and the practicality. You know, hmm. I think that that's an important piece too. That you know, as we. Uh, as we think about what makes a, a successful personal brand, I mean, there is an important part of both, as you said before, the both risk taking yes. as as a business leader, but then also um, people can see passion, right? They get inspired by it. They they want to follow along with your story as as a piece of that. And so it's interesting to to kind of think about how how do you uh, blend or do you blend? You know, when you're when you're doing speaking events, publishing on on social media, and, and kind of building community. Uh, you know, you just meant, you mentioned a minute ago too, like the, the beginning to think about how do we do a work-life balance? And so how, do you tell that kind of story also? Like when you, when you think about building a personal brand, is it, is it, for example, professional advice that we're giving out, sharing, retweeting with folks, or is it also like, Hey, here's a problem that I've been struggling with work-life balance, for example. Um, like how do you, how do you kind of think about the the personal story when it's personal brand versus the brand side, which is the professional self? Does, does that question make sense? Like how yeah, much I mean, I mean you know, you, you know, uh, I mean, uh, 
it's just crazy how I have navigated this ecosystem, you know, through my hard work, uh, taking risks mm. and perseverance and persistence, you know, because sometimes I was sleeping for uh, four hours a day, you know, wow. because, you yeah. know, when I moved, moved back from the United States to Europe, it was a time difference, Adam, you know, because mm -hmm. I used to, for example, I used to tweet at 3 a.m. in order to uh, reach my target audience. In the United States, for example, at 6 p.m., mm -hmm. 7 p.m., you know, so there was time difference where I, I was living and where uh, and what uh, uh, target I what audience I targeted, you know. So mm. so I mean, uh, I missed many parties because I worked <laughs> every day in my 20s. You know, I yeah. missed so many parties, you know, because otherwise I would have end up, uh, ended up at a prestigious uh, cons management consulting company. And instead of and. And I would uh, have ended up building their dreams. But instead, I have built my dreams, you know, Adam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm very honored that, you know, I'm billionaires uh, started uh, following me, trusted me. Uh, they invited me to their journeys. You know, we built great things to, together. You know, even got, I started uh, working with Gartner as an executive judge in London, you know. So when mm -hmm. you have such big uh, brands in your portfolio, I'm very proud. You know, Gartner, yeah. Harvard Business Review, United States AI Institute, Techstars, you know, plug and play tech center, you know. So I am very curious now to become an investor in the future and to help entrepreneurs to become more practical in marketing. So mm -hmm. there are two tweets. Their two tweets can raise their three millions, five million dollars through communicating and uh, building trust on Twitter. You know, so if we see to what extent, for example, uh, uh, Airbnb was uh, built is the last ten years. It was it is incredible, right? Because uh, uh, Brian Chesky has huge community on Twitter because he improves Airbnb's products through listening and communicating with Airbnb's users, who you remember from uh, hospitality brands tweeting on uh, Twitter and uh, improve, improving air, uh, their hospitality brand products. You you can't uh, name anybody who you admire admire from hospitality brands, but uh, mm -hmm. whereas. Brian is very active on Twitter because uh, Brian is very open-minded, you know? So mm. Brian acts fast. That's why he disrupted biggest hospitality brands, you know? Mm. Mm. One other thing I have to ask is that I was looking at your bio and you have a yes. PhD in supply chain management and logistics, which I think is just fascinating because what you're describing yeah. to me is literally yes. logistics and supply chain. You're supplying content <laughs> to different platforms mm -hmm. and the logistics of trying to figure out as a one person enterprise how to yes. how to facilitate that logistically you know and i'm, I'm just kind of curious about the the phd aspect because so, adam has a phd uh, gary, i have a phd I have put, gary gary i have i have put everything in apple pie order you know yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's fascinating that you have a phd in logistics and supply chain which i think personally i think supply chain is hugely important because you know for instance wars aren't won by armies, they're won by supply chains. I mean, pandemics mm. aren't overcome unless you have a supply chain. And so supply chain is one of those things that people don't appreciate and don't really give enough attention to until it's not there any longer, until they can't get the stuff that they need. Yes, it's very important. Log supply chain is, has been uh, uh, alpha and omega of my growth because uh, you, you need to organize everything perfectly. You know, I mean, content creation, communicating, uh, distributing content, you know, uh, I mean, the whole process is very important, you know. So if one uh, link is missing, then uh, right. nothing great 
purpose, you know? So I'm very honored that uh, I, I pursued my PhD in supply chain management logistics, and I have uh, uh, defended my PhD thesis in uh, creating logistic hubs, you know? Oh. Uh, so in 2013, when I was 26, I have uh, completed my PhD uh, degree, you know? So then uh, in 20, 2010, I have uh, com- uh, uh, completed my master's degree in international economic relations. And in 20, 2008, I completed my a bachelor's degree in computer engineering, you know? So right. I have amazing skills, amazing skills from my universities. Also, my practical skills from New York City, London, Dubai. Uh, so I think that uh, I have uh, mixed everything. I have taken advantage of my skills, my aptitude just to uh, build my personal brand, to uh, to be heard worldwide, to be noticed, to... Um, uh, to show my passion. So, so communication, of course, communication. I'm very communicative because I'm very, I, I believe that I have the gift, gift of the gap when it comes to speaking, when it comes to communicating, when it comes to building trust. So, uh, if you only depend on your format degrees, then, uh, it is a drop in the ocean because, uh, uh my soft skills are also very important, you know. And I actually, you know, there's, I have a lot of questions about this because Adam and I, before you jumped on to the, the, the call, I was talking about this challenge I'm having right now. I need to make some content for my online students around evaluation and performance review processes, right? And turning academic material, scholarly material into engaging content can be a big challenge. And you're familiar, right? Mm. With having done a PhD, you've read really boring academic articles that are hard to decipher, that are difficult to get into. You know, your thoughts, your recommendations on how to take scholarly material, academic content, and turn it into engaging social media content. Because this is one of the struggles that I think a lot of educators have. And given that you straddle both worlds, what are your thoughts on how how to accomplish that goal? Uh, uh, Gary, great question. Great question. You know, the world is faster because of the internet. The right. world is faster. The world is faster. So, yeah. so I'm a speed, a speed, uh, convenience and flexibility. Gary. Yeah. Speed, convenience and flexibility are decisive nowadays in global economy, even digital transformation, you know? So we need to act fast. You know, if we only focus on what is taught at business schools, right? Then uh, we will not, we will, we will not move up. In the world, right? So we we need to be curiosity. And what is a number fifth skill according to World Economic Forum, Gary? Curiosity and lifelong learning. You know. Okay. So Hmm. these two skills are have been also bedrock of my growth because I was pushing, I was tweeting, I was uh, putting my shoulder to the wheel, I was going the extra mile. You know, I was uh, I I was uh, doing my best every single day, caring about my audience, learning from the best, Gary. Because yeah. when you learn a lot from Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, uh, um, uh, also Vala uh, Afshar, you know, and when you are inspired by the Twitter influencers, you know, you open up so many doors. You are very convincing yourself. You 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 build your self-esteem, you know. So so I can, uh, YouTube is our in university, Gary. Uni- right. YouTube is our university, you know. Every every student should be curious about you, YouTube, how to learn how to learn so much from the best thought leaders, from the best entrepreneurs, you know? So someone uh, said he 40 years ago was inspired by Peter Drucker because Peter was the best at marketing and business transformation, you know? So nowadays we are in, in the digital age, you know? 
we are digital age. There are so many pioneers, pioneers in uh, digital marketing. You know, I mean, right. people who built people who built their successes from the scratch through their hard work, through their persistence, through their consistency. And we need to become more consistent, Gary. You know, more consistent because people give up even a ten podcast episodes after ten tweets after ten posts because. Every because it is not a, a walk in the park, you know. Every path has its paddle. It's not very hard to navigate this world, you know, through your courage and hard work. Hmm. Have you have you found? Um, I'm I'm kind of curious to think about this. Uh, you know, I think one of the 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 in terms of the the number of of areas that you're working in that I think are really yes. interesting. You know, you're you're currently working on the advisory board with the with AI in the United States, and so I'm yes. I'm really curious your thoughts about this and like the rise, obviously, of generative AI. But we know AI has been around for a while as, as a technology. Yes. Um, so how do you like how are you thinking about this? Uh, you know, obviously, I, I think you're 100 right too that kind of speed and convenience and flexibility are some of the key attributes that we need in terms yes. of both putting out content, but then also how do we be thought leaders in a world that moves quickly? And so how is how is the you know how are your thoughts around AI shaping up? You know, obviously, GBT came out too. Um, and so consumers are thinking more about it, but obviously, you know, it's been on the enterprise side for a long time. So I'm um, just, just curious in this space, like how do we think about, write about, talk about AI and, and where, where we're headed? Uh, Adam, uh, uh, businesses that don't embrace AI will disappear. Yeah. For example, <laughs> like, uh, like, <laughs> like uh, Blockbuster disappeared Yeah. because they disregarded internet, social media, consumers. And they mm -hmm. uh, lived in their ivory towers in their boardroom sessions. You know, right? They mm -hmm. they said they thought that internet was not going to affect their business, and they did not buy Netflix for fifty million dollars, which is crazy, right? They yeah. Went out of business. They went out of business. You know, a little bit of a miss there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what is happening nowadays? What is happening nowadays? Why did not cab drivers in London did not think about Uber? Why they did not think? Right? Mm -hmm. Why yeah. hospitality brands did not think about Uber, about Airbnb? Why did not they think? Right? Why uh, music industry producers did not think about Spotify? Right? Why television uh, directors and managers did not think about OTT? Right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, Netflix disrupted. Right? Netflix because we see no ads on Netflix. We see no ads on Amazon Prime. Right? Because we hate ads. People are blocking advertising. People are blocking, you know? Mm. So, so when it comes to AI, I believe that more than 80% of businesses, corporations that don't embrace uh, AI, they will not be in business in the foreseeable future, you know? Mm. Yeah. Foreseeable future, you know? And even uh, 40 million jobs will be replaced by AI. AI's contribution to the global GDP by 2030 will be 15.7 trillion dollars. Wow. In seven years, you know. Mm -hmm. Every company should become an AI company on the horizon. Every mm -hmm. company. So, mm -hmm. as for example, in the last uh, seven years, eight years, every company tried to position themselves as a software company. Like, for mm -hmm. example, Domino's Pizza tried to become a software company, you know. Yeah. So, so it is where we 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 work and live in a digital disruption nowadays, Adam. You know, so people don't care. Uh, um, the market and consumers don't care about brands' excuses that they don't want to be on social media, that they don't want to embrace AI. You know, 
they should be they should continue living in their excuses and in, in their ivory towers you know because i believe that i, I advise boards in the united states but i'm not boardroom centric or cons- competitor centric i'm audience and consumer centric you know mm-hmm. i'm consumer centric yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, even if i will join more boards in the throughout the world i will never become a board boardroom centric like them i will never be on their page i will never be on their wavelengths you know because they can pick my brain because I'm ranked number one in the world. I speak, I tweet, I know consumer behavior. I know where consumers' attention is, how to win attention, how to storytell, how to communicate, you know, how to build trust, you know, how to humanize your brand, humanize your brand, Adam, you know, because mm. what was happening before the internet, right? Because everyone was pushing their message on billboards, on TV, on radio, in magazines. And uh, brands uh, were not in communication with their consumers, you know. But uh, in Web two, Web two marketing, it's all about communication. It's all about humanizing your brand, you know. It's all about uh, if you don't uh, respond to your uh, consumers who are not satisfied with your product on Twitter within fifteen seconds, fifteen minutes, then uh, uh, it is uh, uh, you, then. Uh, you will be able to see the handwriting on the wall that you will not be in business because cons- mm. the market decides what is good and bad. So it is now or never to, to care about our consumers, you know? So mm-hmm. AI, social media are the bedrock of competitive advantage. So so uh, uh, investing in digital transformation trends is of paramount importance. Mm. I, I got to ask, I'm kind of curious, why did you not get a PhD in marketing, given your passion and knowledge for it? You got a PhD in supply chain logistics. Not that that's not important. Supply chain, but- you know, yeah. is, uh, I, have been, I, I have always been a fan of Jeff Bezos, Gary, you know, okay. and Amazon. And we, we know that supply chain is alpha and omega of Amazon's growth, you know. Right. Without supply chain, nothing great happens, you know. Nothing True. great happens. So True. Supply chain, uh, doing my PhD in supply chain has given me great foundation for my global success, you know? Gotcha. So, so I, 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 I think strategically, I think in the long term and, uh, I see the big picture, you know, and not only marketing, marketing is amazing. You, but you know, I believe that you can learn anything nowadays through YouTube. You know, if you want to mm-hmm. learn coding, then you can learn anything through YouTube. If you want to become a programmist, you know, you can no excuse. If people leave their excuses behind and if they start learning today, uh, programming and coding uh, through YouTube, they will become a great coder within uh, a year, you know, because if they find a way. So when there is a will, there is a way, you know, there are so many entrepreneurs and uh, marketers who are self-made nowadays in high places, Gary, you know, I, I mean, uh, so many, even uh, the people we admire in high places that we attend their conferences to pick their brain, the majority of public and keynote speakers and marketers are self-made, you know. And, and mm. you know, I think personally, I'm cu- kind of curious, having a PhD, well, number one, I noticed you don't use PhD in your title, which I find interesting. And number two, did you ever consider a pathway into academia as a professor or was it something about being a professor no, yeah, working I'm, in higher ed? That you I, didn't I'm, uh, Gary, I'm still young, you know, so I never considered like uh, lecturing, you know, at business schools, you know, even of course, I now work with speakers bureaus and right. When business schools inquire my services, I receive uh, invitations from uh, from uh, speakers agencies to deliver my uh, lectures to right. business school. No, so but you know, if I start lecturing at business school, then I will not tweet. I will not uh, be speaking. 
at conferences. I right. will not be judged. I will not be advising boards, you know. So I now have many uh, irons in the fire and I wear so many hats because, because I peddle my own canoe and I don't depend. I don't uh, belong to any particular business school, you know. So I right. have freedom. I have carte blanche in my career to choose my way and to be in gross mode. I think it's, I, I, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense because being a person in, a, in an academic environment who also tries to create content, it's hard to serve two masters. It's hard to mm-hmm. do both, especially when you're being evaluated for scholarly output that is very limited in scope, but it might have some impact and you're not rewarded. Higher ed doesn't reward the kind of content you're talking about, which can have really broad reaching and great impact. Yeah. So, so Gary, you know, I just, uh, I worked every day in my twenties that I was crazy about the social media channels, you know, and you know, when you, of course, coming from Georgia, moving to United States, being a new kid on the block and moving to New York city in this asphalt jungle. Right. And when nobody mm-hmm. knows you and your CV is empty and uh, you have nothing in your CV, nothing, only bachelor, bachelor's degree in computer engineering, completing the second year of the studies. And I mean, how you, are you supposed to uh, get inside track to, uh, to gain practical experience, right? It was right. tough. It was tough. Sounds, you know? sounds so, very difficult. Yes, very difficult, very difficult. You know, I have, I have coped with many hurdles and stumbling blocks and trials and tribulations in my life in order to navigate my world, uh, to be heard, to be noticed, uh, to, uh, to show the world my passion. But... But so many people helped me, you know, I mean, I, I was curious. My, my family members supported me as much as they could. When I moved to London, for example, into, uh, at the age of 22 in 2009, you know. So I, I worked with 20 offices in downtown London. I uh, uh, obtained practical skills while working for this uh, in business development, you know. So step by step, you know, I have uh, truly built a great foundation. Uh, that uh, uh, that uh, prepared me f- for great success on social media, you know? Hmm. I think that that's really important. And I appreciate the way that um, both when you opened up and then and as we're discussing here that so much yes. of this work is both of, of building uh, the personal brand, but then also like, as you noted too, it's about building community and like learning and building with others, right? And that we really can only do this um, by working together, right? And that really in entrepreneurial community, we might lionize the the entrepreneur, but at the same time, it's really about the, the world that we're building together, right? And the community that we're building. And so um, I, I think kind of as, as a final wrap-up question, as we think about this, um, you know, what kind of advice or inspiration do you have for, for folks if they're thinking about, you know, wanting to build that personal brand, but then how do they be real about that? We have to do this together. We have to build it with other people. We have to be able to kind of post one another's work. We have to be able to share um, and and find kind of pieces that ins- inspire us and share those too. So how do we think about building those relationships? Oh, well, content creation is everything, Adam, nowadays, because if you, if you create great content, your tycoons will notice and they will start following you, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean uh, I'm followed, for example, Grant Cardone on Twitter because I created great content. So, so mm-hmm. great content builds bridges, you know? Great content. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to my advice uh, to marketers and entrepreneurs, it's all about thinking in the long term, showing patience, caring about your consumers, your about your audiences, you know, mm. and to reinvent yourself every single week, every single month. You need to be open minded, you know, every because I believe that 
uh, that uh, uh, I have seen so much, I have experienced so much. I have, uh, I have, but I'm very grateful for everything that I have experienced. That we need to be open-minded. You know, we need, we should never say that we are smartest people, smartest person in the room. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, no. We need to be more. We need to be curious. That's why World Economic Forum posi- uh, like uh, lists curiosity as number five global skill. You know, because it's very mm-hmm. important. You know. Mm. Uh, probably those uh, those uh, movers and shakers in high places at top comp- organizations are not curious. That's why they don't tweet, mm. they don't blog, they don't speak at global events because they are reluctant to share their knowledge outside their companies. You know, mm. because at business schools they probably teach them uh, that I mean, uh, graduate and uh, rest on your laurels after graduation and stop uh, stop progressing. You know, but we need mm. to. We should never. Stop making progress, Adam. You know we should never make. We should never rest on our laurels. You know, and uh, as Jim Rohn said, that no, no, no. Formal education will make you living, and self education will make a fortune. You know. Mm-hmm. So imagine that uh, the people. Uh, I mean, uh, Henry Ford were uh, Henry Ford was enterprising when he was building Ford, right? Mm-hmm. Elon Musk was working like hell. When he was building like Tesla, SpaceX, and other companies, you know, mm. so yeah. we need to seek different. We need to pave our own path instead of following the crowd. Because if we follow the crowd, we will not go farther than crowd. But when we create our path, then uh, we uh, we we will be in high places because we choose passion, we choose optimism, we choose long term thinking, we choose. Uh, lifelong learning, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that sounds great. I, I appreciate that, and that's good advice. Um, that uh, you know, we'll, we're going to send on to our listeners as well, which, which I think is important. And in that, uh, you know, so much of this work too, and I can I can hear in in your story too, and and that resonates with me is that a lot of this work is about passion, right? It's about following our passion and sticking with that, um, and being willing to to kind of stay curious and think along with that. And so I think that that's it's super important advice, especially for business leaders, right? Uh, don't get trapped in your boardroom. Don't get stuck in, in the kind of the executive suite and only listen to your uh, the five people at your table. Think outside that as well, because that's actually really where the, the real innovation takes place. You know. Yeah. Uh, so everything is uh, everything is evolving so rapidly. You know, the internet is faster because of the internet. The world is faster because of the internet. And uh, and if we want to stay ahead of the curve, if we want to remain competitive, if we want to build our personal brand, great startups, raise capital. Uh, I mean, uh, the sky is a limit nowadays, you know, the sky is a limit because, because, you know, you can turn the table because of the internet, because of social media, because of content creation, uh, your, uh, two TikTok videos can be watched by more than a uh, hundred, like a 200 thousand of people, you know? So it's very mm. imperative, uh, to be curious, to be, uh, to show more curiosity and to connect with, uh, other people to learn from the best, you know? Mm. Mm, yeah, I think that that's right on. And I will say one, one thing that's interesting in terms of your social media profiles um, that I was surprised to see. I was looking on, on your site is that you're also on things like Flipboard, which um, I remember <laughs> when that came out like ten years ago. And I love Flipboard, like the magazine creator. So it's like yes, even yes, this was, and think outside of the box, yeah. right? It's not it is Twitter, it's Instagram, but it's also these other uh, other yes, sites I, that people may not think as much as well. So so right on there. Yes, too. yes, cool. of course, Adam. You know, I built my presence on the uh, on uh, uh, Flipboard on Periscope. On angel list, you know, you know, cloud. Uh, do you remember cloud score? Oh yeah, cloud score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so many people uh, denigrated cloud score 
But, you know, I was very curious about Cloud Score. When I embarked on my social media journey in 2014, my Cloud Score was 58, 58, mm. you know? And uh, in, in four years, in 2018, uh, my Cloud Score reached 80. Mm. Wow. Cool. Is there any yes. uh, is there yeah. any thought to a Vladimir OnlyFans site? Sorry, <laughs> OnlyFans. Is there any site? Is there any thought to a Vladimir OnlyFans? Are you going to start using OnlyFans as well? Yes. Yeah, so I use everything, uh, uh, Gary. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want, you need to show what works, what does not work. You know. So what is if you know this social media measurement score, Claire, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, uh, built in Israel and it was acquired by Meltwater. You know, it was one of the leading uh, platforms alongside uh, 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 Cloud and uh, uh, Cred. You know, so mm -hmm. I believe that uh, those uh, entrepreneurs who founded this amazing social media measurement scores, Cloud, Claire, and Cred, uh, these uh, scores have been instrumental uh, in helping us. Uh, to build our social media communities because it used to measure our influence. Adam, you know, I was mm -hmm. very curious. I was very uh, thrilled when my cloud score was rising and was growing, you know. So it 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 has it has put me on the global map. You know, I'm very grateful every everyone's contribution to marketing ecosystem. You know, mm. yeah, ecosystem thinking is is I think an important piece of the future there. Um, cool. Well, uh, Vladimir, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been great to, to chat with you and thanks for sharing your experiences um, and pathways and a ton of great advice that we're excited to share with folks. Um, so as we as we sign off, just want, want to uh, say thanks and just check, is there anything else that's on your mind that we haven't chatted about that you want to, you want to, um, say, to say to the folks out there? Well, you know, I'm very grateful to the United States, you know, and uh, I believe that unity is always strength, you know, because through Twitter, through Instagram, through LinkedIn, you know, I mean, uh, I feel this unity, you know, even we are together, we uh, discuss, we covered a lot of ground, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, when I return to the United States, I'm sure that we will connect and uh, it will be a pleasure to invite uh, Gary and Adam to my uh, conferences, my summits as a panelist, as a speakers, you know. So yeah. I believe that a great ox grow from small acorns and big scenes have small beginnings. I believe that in, the, I believe in teamwork. I believe in unity. I believe that we can always help each other to drive innovation transformation, you know? Awesome. Right on. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we hope to see you in the US when we connect again. Yeah, great. Yes. Thank you all the best. I wish, you, I wish you guys all the best. Thank you so much. And we'd like to thank Vladimir Batsvadze, a professional speaker, consultant, trainer, and educator for joining us on Experience by Design and talking about social influencing, media marketing, digital stuff, and creating brand experiences. You can see more about Vladimir's work in our show notes. And as always, we want to hear from you. Some questions that we're coming away from this episode with are, you know, what is your own social media profile? Do you find a certain platform that is uh, works best for you? Or how do you differently or share different parts of yourself or your brand on different platforms? How would you go about describing the you as a brand, right? And the idea of branding itself. What does that mean to you as a practice? And when was the last time that you influenced somebody? Was it online? Was it in person? And is it easier to do it online or in person? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Shoot us a message and get in the conversation at feedback at experiencedxdesign.com or hop in on our LinkedIn page. 
We're excited to bring you more ways to experience Experience by Design, which includes our new YouTube channel. Uh-oh. Yay! So you can go listen to episodes of Experience by Design on YouTube at the Experience by Design YouTube channel. Um, always trying to make it easier for you to listen to our current content and our past content. And speaking of which, thanks so much for reaching out to us. The Bob Ross episode seems to be a hot button one. Got some more hate mail and I'd like to thank the person who put shame not only on me but my entire family i appreciate yeah, you deep. listening and i hope that you enjoyed today's show as well i hope it was a little bit more up your alley since the bob ross episode not so much your favorite one but you know what we'll take a listener any way we can get them and we'll take your feedback any way we can get it too so make sure you share your feedback maybe a some more positive feedback would be good at feedback at experiencexdesign.com and you can also comment on the YouTube channel about what you like mm-hmm. and particularly what you didn't like about our current and our past episodes. And if you want to support all the work that goes into putting on this show, make sure to go to our website to buy us a coffee to help us defray the immense expense and the cost of resources that is involved in bringing this wonderful content to you. We always Time, appreciate Time, talent, and treasure. What's that? Time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. And uh, some apparently more uh, treasure than other episodes based on (laughs) the shaming of my family. Yes. Not just me. I don't know what my family had to do with that episode, but we're all shamed. And if you knew anything about my family, that's about right. So we want to thank everybody for taking some more time with us this week on this episode of Experience by Design. And we look forward to bringing you great content coming up in the upcoming weeks in 2024. Be well, be safe, be kind, and be here for the next experience by design.